The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Cleveland Clinic, ranked number one in the nation in heart care, 24 years in a row, according to U.S. News and World Report. More information is available at clevelandclinic.org slash rankings. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, August 27th. In today's news, a gunman kills two at a gaming tournament in Jacksonville. A former Vatican ambassador says Pope Francis knew of sexual misconduct allegations against a former D.C. archbishop for years. And Michael Cohen's lawyer backtracks after claiming his client can prove Trump had advanced knowledge of Russian interference in 2016. But first, the big idea. President Trump nixed issuing a statement that praised the heroism and life of John McCain after the Arizona senator died of brain cancer on Saturday night. Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Chief of Staff John Kelly, and other White House aides advocated for an official statement that gave the Vietnam POW plaudits for his military and Senate service and called him a hero. But Trump told aides he wanted to post a brief tweet instead, and the statement praising McCain was never released. White House aides instead posted statements from officials other than the president praising the late senator. By Sunday afternoon, the vice president, secretary of state, homeland security secretary, defense secretary, national security advisor, White House press secretary, counselor to the president, education secretary, interior secretary, and several others had sent out statements lauding the 2008 Republican presidential nominee. Former presidents Barack Obama and George W. Bush, who both faced McCain in presidential campaigns, issued glowing eulogies as well. So did world leaders like Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and French President Emmanuel Macron. But as these tributes poured in, the president spent Sunday golfing at his course in Virginia. In the afternoon, he returned to the White House where the flags have been lowered to half-staff in honor of McCain. McCain requested that Bush and Obama speak at his funeral while not inviting Trump. White House aides say it's unclear whether Trump will go to Capitol Hill where McCain is to lie in state on Friday. Now, none of this comes as a surprise. Trump, who's notoriously thin-skinned and known for being petty, has repeatedly declined to say anything nice about McCain, even while he was dying. He notably left him out of a speech this month commemorating the signing of a defense spending bill that had the senator's name on it. McCain was the chairman of the Armed Services Committee. Current and former White House aides tell our Josh Dossie that Trump grumbles privately that McCain was out to undermine him. Officials say that Trump also continues to believe that McCain, who spent six years in captivity in Vietnam, was not a war hero. Trump said famously during the 2016 campaign that he prefers people who did not get captured. The president was also particularly frustrated last year when McCain voted against a bill that would have repealed the Affordable Care Act. And he's complained to allies about McCain's role in handing over a copy of the so-called dossier that detailed allegations against him to the FBI after the 2016 election. Now, McCain's popularity among Republicans has taken a big hit as Trump has taken over the party and routinely attacked him. A recent Fox News poll showed that 41 percent of Republicans now have a favorable opinion of McCain compared to 60 percent of Democrats who do. To put that in perspective, Trump's approval among Republicans is close to 90 percent. Mark Hertling, a former senior military commander, lauded McCain in a tribute for visiting Mosul during heavy fighting in Iraq. He said he tried to keep the senator from going into an area where there was active combat, but McCain insisted that he had to go where the action was. 
Hertling called Trump's response to McCain's passing, quote, shallow. He also noted that 19 months into his presidency, Trump still has yet to visit any war zones where American troops are fighting. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, a gunman opened fire at a gaming tournament in Jacksonville, Florida on Sunday, killing two people and injuring 11 others before turning his weapon on himself. The shooting occurred at the Madden NFL 19 competition at a popular waterfront shopping and dining area in the heart of downtown. Jacksonville County Sheriff Mike Williams said officers found three people dead on the scene, including the gunman. At least 11 more victims were taken to local hospitals. Williams identified the gunman as a 24-year-old man from Baltimore. He was attending the competition and took his own life. Authorities don't know the motives or if the suspect knew the victims. The FBI has raided the gunman's home in search of clues. Number two, a former Vatican ambassador to the United States claims that Pope Francis knew of sexual misconduct allegations against a former D.C. archbishop years before they emerged publicly. It's just the latest development stemming from a fresh wave of allegations related to clergy sex abuse and its cover-up. The letter was written by Archbishop Carlo Maria Vegano and focuses on the scandal regarding the former D.C. Archbishop Theodore McCarrick. Francis suspended McCarrick in June. Then last month, McCarrick, who faced very credible allegations of abuse from minors to seminarians, became the first U.S. Cardinal in history to resign. This new letter comes as Francis wrapped up one of the most challenging trips of his papacy, where in Ireland he came face-to-face with the national anger and grief caused by decades of abuse. Francis declined to address the claims in the letter when reporters asked him about it aboard the papal plane. He said, quote, I read the statement this morning, and sincerely I must say this to you and anyone interested. Read that statement attentively and make your own judgment. It's not clear what he meant. In related news, Missouri's Attorney General and Senate candidate Josh Hawley announced his office will investigate allegations of sexual abuse by clergy in the St. Louis area. The probe makes Missouri the first state to investigate clerical abuse since the release of the bombshell Pennsylvania grand jury report earlier this month. Number three, Michael Cohen's lawyer, Lanny Davis, backed away from confident assertions that his client could prove Trump's advanced knowledge of Russian efforts to undermine Hillary Clinton in the 2016 campaign. In an interview this weekend, Davis did not rule out that his claims were correct, but he expressed regret that he didn't explain that he could not independently corroborate them. He now believes he, quote, should have been more clear. It turns out that Davis was a background source for several media outlets last week that reported Cohen had knowledge it's not necessarily clear that he has. The prospect that Cohen could be a potential witness against the president in the special counsel investigation has dominated the news. But Davis's latest comments cast doubt on what exactly Cohen knows. Specifically, what does Cohen know about the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting that was attended by Donald Trump Jr. and a Russian lawyer? And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, August 27th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. I'll talk to you tomorrow. 